This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to the Carnegie Museum of Art. You are listening to The Voice of the Arts, WQED-FM. I am Jim Cunningham, and it is a real treat to have from the Concerto Köln, Alexander Alex Scherf, who is with us uh, in just a few days. He'll be at Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland, and he's joined by Janine DeBeek, the Trinidadian soprano, who, in a quirk of scheduling, was in Pittsburgh last weekend singing Mozart's Requiem with Manfred Honeck and the Pittsburgh Symphony. But this coming weekend, she'll be singing... Carl Heinrich Graun and uh, Handel and much more. It's going to be an amazing and, and fascinating program. Alex, how is the tour going? You're on the West Coast. You're in California today. <laughs> Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's our first um, stop in the tour. We are in Costa Mesa, uh, Southern California. Um, uh, quite rainy weather, I have to admit. But uh, nevertheless, um, we're looking forward to our first concert on the tour. Wonderful. You're also going to La Jolla, a little further south, yes, in uh, the, the chamber music or the early music series there. That's a beautiful spot in San Diego. Yeah, this is tomorrow. Yeah, looking forward to, to that, yeah. And then <laughs> next week, uh, Carnegie Hall at uh, Tuesday evening, the, the, the 28th. So uh, any other dates uh, on, on this particular trip, or is that it? Um, no, Pittsburgh and Carnegie Hall, and of course Carnegie Hall is always a, a highlight in a musician's life. Um, we've been to Carnegie Hall, I think, uh, in 2005, um, so it's quite a long time ago. This was with uh, David Stern, the conductor who made his, his Carnegie Hall debut, and you know the, his father, Isaac Stern, is, is um, strongly um, connected to, to the Carnegie Hall. This was really... Um, yeah, a landmark in the orchestra's uh, life, and now it's with Janine de Bick, and we are really looking forward to perform with this extraordinary singer. Wonderful. Well, will this be your Pittsburgh debut? I don't think you've been here before. I think so. I think so. It's our, um, for the orchestra, it's the Pittsburgh debut, and I've seen the lovely hall in the internet, which is really, it's marvelous, and I'm um, looking forward to the acoustic there. Have you met any of our members of Chatham Baroque who are presenting you through the Renaissance and Baroque series? Um, not in person. I mean, we're only connected to, through our agent, and um, I'm really um, looking forward. Chatham Baroque is a, is a concert series, is that right? Yes, but also Protus, a, yeah. a, an early music ensemble, and they are really wonderful, so I know you'll enjoy okay, meeting so them. Okay, they, they are in residence. Yes. Oh, I see. Yes, yes they live so here. So your audience is... Is really into um, Baroque music and uh, period instruments. I think so, I'm sure. But I have to tell it's you, very good. radio is totally into Concerto Cologne. You have made so many <laughs> fascinating recordings that are great for radio <laughs> with the interesting repertoire that is not found anywhere else. You've done something like 100 recordings, have you not? Yeah, it's nearly 100 now, yes. And um, yeah, we, we collaborated with, with conductors like, like uh, René Jacobs, the, the famous uh, Mozart cycle, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a joy to, to see these uh, recordings. And also, it's, it's, we are very lucky have, having survived the pandemic. This was not easy for independent orchestra, you can imagine. And, um, but we survived, and we are back to the U.S., and this is our first big tour after the, the pandemic, and it, this makes us really happy. You are the principal cellist with the orchestra, but do you also have the title Artistic Director? Yeah, this is <laughs> it's a title, but it's 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 often it's it's not not much to decide. Um, no, it's it's a it's a question about um, communication with 
conductors, with soloists, and it was a pleasure to collaborate with Janine and with uh, Francois, who did the, who had the original idea of the mirror, and just listened to the interview um, that your colleague did with Janine, and she 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 explained the the mirror concept, which is really something something special, um, because many many pieces are often recorded, um, especially the Handel arias, but the combination with Handel's contemporaries, which are little known, um, and um, the, the same female figure um, to show different aspects, um, this, is, this makes the, the album really interesting. And, and Janine really lives those characters. <laughs> this is what, what I love about her. She, she, takes, it, she takes it personally, um, in, in a personal sense, because she's really looking for any detail and any trill, and she's looking for color. And this is what, what meets um, yeah, the style of the orchestra so, so well. I mean, we are using gut strings, you know, and the, the period setup, which gives a variety of, of different um, colors. And um, this really helps to, to characterize those, um, those female opera figures. She will be singing Cleopatra and Rhoda Linda and Alcina. And you have some discoveries in this concert, some things that have not been performed anywhere before that I'm aware of. Yeah, these are two areas by um, Mana and um, Broski. Um, I mean, there's so much repertoire to still to explore in, in the, the archives and in the libraries. And uh, Francois did a very good job to, to discover those, those jewels, especially the, the Broski. It's a, it's a tender lullaby, and it's, it's really a, yeah, a highlight on, on, in this program. Um, yeah, of course, we, we always try to combine well-known pieces with um, with lesser-known repertoire, and this is what makes this recording so unique. I'm glad that the orchestra will have an opportunity to shine in the concert as well. You have some instrumental pieces from Handel operas. Yeah. Yeah, we, we try to make it a big opera scene, the whole program. So not only aria, one aria after another, but to to have the uh, uh, red line through the, the whole um, concert repertoire. So we do to, um, opera overtures, Sinfonias um, by Handel and uh, Vinci, yeah, to to make the audience feel like like she can sitting in the in the opera, um, because Concerto Köln, we, we love playing opera. We have done, uh, yeah, as I told you, with René Jacobs, and m- most recently the collaboration with with Kent Nagano, and we, we love to think in a dramatic way. And the conductor who's on the recording, Luca, is he traveling with you, or are you do are you? Um, not doing that. I mean, Luca is, is not really conducting like standing in front of the orchestra. He's leading the, the whole um, production from the harpsichord. I mean, Concerto Köln is, is famous to work basically without conductor in the Brock and classical repertoire. Um, sometimes um, we are told to, to be uh, hating the conductor. <laughs> but this is what, um, um, in, in the past, what the, the orchestras and the ensembles in the Baroque did. They were led by the concert, either by the concert master or from the, the colleague um, from the harpsichord, and which, which makes it a really a, a big chamber music um, style, actually. Of course, we, we do... We, play with conductors in, in, in the opera house when we play and accompany um, choirs and in the romantic repertoire, of course. But I, I strongly feel that the, the, the Baroque um, um, doesn't need a conductor in a modern way, but it, it needs a strong concert master and it needs a, a strong continuum um, player. And then, then, it, then it's a really chamber music, and, and I enjoy that, and I think um, Janine appreciates this energy coming from the orchestra. 
So, Luca, how long has he been working with you? I want to make sure I pronounce his last name correctly. It's Quintaval. Uh, Luca Quintaval, Italian colleague. Unfortunately, he's not with us on this tour um, due to um, yeah, date, dates and, and um, clashes. Um, I mean, he, he played with us um, many, many years, and he's now embarking on a yeah, conducting career in the, in the field of, of um, Baroque um, opera. So he's a person to watch out for, Luca. Um, it's, now we are, um, it's led by Evgeny Sviridov, which is one of our concert masters, a Russian violin player, and we are very happy that we could bring him um, along. And, um, and on the harpsichord is Flora Fabri, and we're, we're working with, with a couple of um, colleagues in the harpsichord. So I think even this new setup is full of energy. And how long have you been with Concerto Köln? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, this is my... Uh, uh, my 25th season <laughs> with oh, Concerto, so quite a long time, quite a long time. Congratulations, <laughs> that's marvelous, it's so great. Thanks a lot. Wow, and uh, Mirrors, why are we calling this concert and the CD Mirrors? Yeah, because um, every, um, those um, female figures taken from mythology and, and ancient uh, uh, mythology um, is, um, there are two different interpretations, one is by Handel, and the one is the other one is by one of Handel's contemporaries, which gives two different aspects of, of the same figure, and um, mostly it's the same libretto, which is um, two times composed in a completely different way, and this makes it very interesting. How would you explain the special quality of the singing in the Baroque, where you have the incredibly high-powered, rapid, swooping, coloratura Baroque style, and it's extraordinary in, in Handel and, and his contemporaries? Yeah, it needs very flexible and um, yeah, expressive voices, um, um, and the ability to, yeah, to improvise, because... You don't. You don't. You have to improve. You have to do the ornaments on your own. It doesn't make any sense to read them from from the music, um, because this makes it individual and special to to think of ornaments in the in the da capo section of of the arias. So it needs singers, um, um, yeah, that really understand this this um, approach to to music and who can express. The, all human emotions from joy, anger, rage, melancholy, deep despair, um, which is all in the, those areas, and, and Janine can do it. And this is what, what makes it really enjoyable to, to, to work with her. And she said she loves working with you, that the rehearsals are fun, and that there's laughter yeah. at your rehearsals. <laughs> Sounds it great. Is, it is, yeah, it is fun. Well, we have, we have played it, in Europe we have played it several times, but it's still exciting to to. to rehearse with her and to yeah, to explore new colors and new details. Look at the list of composers that you have recorded. Dussek and Field, Durante, Vinci, uh, all these wonderful figures that do not get heard routinely. Of course, you've done lots of Bach and, and Mozart. We recently had uh, Pablo Herras Casado here, and uh, when he came, we pulled out your Farinelli album. Uh, it, it's amazing the corners of the repertoire that you've explored. Yeah, I think this is very important to, to show the, the variety of, of um, ancient music. Um, because the problem nowadays is that, that many promoters, not always, but, but many of them look for mainstream programs. So it's 
sometimes all narrowed down <laughs> to to uh, Bach, Vivaldi, uh, Mozart, and that's it. And I think there's much, much more to show to the audiences. So, yeah, the the, the tricky bit is to to combine um, well-known pieces with with the other stuff to to make um, really exciting programs. Where do you make your recordings when you're in Cologne? I mean, either we um, use the, the radio station Deutschlandfunk, they provide an excellent um, chamber music hall, or we have to hire places. I mean, we have an independent orchestra, and um, so far I mean, we, we, we do get funds from, from the government, but not on a regular basis. So we've always, um, yeah, not only play the music, but organize and finance all projects we are doing. I have been very fortunate to visit Cologne on a couple of occasions when the Pittsburgh Symphony has been there, most recently with Manfred Honig in uh, September. Such a great city, and it seems like there's so much lively music-making going on at the Tonhalle and else, elsewhere, the Baroque scene, obviously. And then you have the uh, landmarks like the, the fantastic uh, cathedral that tourists yeah. like to visit. The, the food scene seems great. Uh, I, I'm assuming that you feel the quality of, of life, both both musically and, and uh, to live in Cologne is very high. Yeah, I, I dare to say that, that Cologne is, is um, the capital of, um, of early music in, in Germany and belongs next to, to Amsterdam and Basel, to the yeah, of the hip style, historically informed performance practice. And it's a very lively city, and I enjoy the, the hospitality, and, and people like to communicate and involve you in in a talk. Um, so this is yeah, a, a rather southern or Italian uh, atmosphere in Kilo. Maybe this is the connection to Italian Baroque music, which makes it quite easy, because it's all about communication. Playing Baroque music is to communicate and to argue with, uh, with your instruments. And have you ever climbed to the top of the cathedral? <laughs> I have to admit, I haven't. No. If you, if you live in a city or live nearby, you, you always think you're you, you do it next week, but it never came to that, I have to admit. But I promise I will do that very soon with my kids. <laughs> uh, make sure you uh, have done a little training in advance. I, I had done it, and I must I say. Know, I know, that. Yeah. <laughs> I was very frightened when I got halfway up. I thought, am I going to live through this? Oh, my goodness. And, of course, uh, I had to come back with a, uh, a bit of the the, the Köln Echtwasser. Uh, this is where the name Cologne came from, right? From the city and, and, and the fragrance that was created there. The fragrance, yeah, Kölnisch Wasser, yeah, is one of the famous products. But I mean, it's a Roman settlement, Colonia Agrippina. It's it's a Roman, it's a Roman city, yeah. It just just means colony, actually. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you met any Pittsburgh people, any musicians? How about Manfred Honig? Uh, I take it you weren't able to get to the concert I do when know we were Manfred there. Manfred Honig, yeah, I, I've heard him um, um, playing in Carnegie Hall, yeah, yeah. I, I know him, and it's, it's uh, I love him as a conductor, yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, I don't want to keep you any longer. I, I hope you can relax and enjoy. You have a concert tonight. I'm so sorry about the, the weather in California, which is usually perfect, but this week <laughs> seems to be completely mad. I've been to the seaside. I've been to the seaside yesterday uh, evening. It was a lovely sunset, though, yes. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm glad you got something, because the pictures that we're seeing here in Pittsburgh of houses falling into the ocean and tornadoes in Los Angeles and uh, bits of homes being blown yeah. around in the air, it's, it's pretty... 
worrying, but I think it's going to calm yeah, down. Yeah. And by the time you get to Pittsburgh, it'll be sunny. We're supposed to have sunshine on Sunday afternoon. So Great. All, all, I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all the best to you. Have a wonderful journey. A Such a Thanks joy a to talk Looking to you. Looking forward to meeting you. Please. Thanks a lot, Jim. Yes. Thank your all colleagues for the great Thank work you. they do for radio. Alles Gute. Auf Wiedersehen. Vielen Dank. Auf Wiedersehen. Bye-bye. This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to the Carnegie Museum of Art.